Chapters 1 to 6, Book 16, Volume 2 of Le Mort d'Artour. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Lars Rolander. Le Mort d'Artour, Volume 2, by Sir Thomas Mallory. Chapter 1 when sir gawaine was departed from his fellowship he rode long without any adventure for he found not the tenth part of adventure as he was wont to for sir gawaine rode from whitsuntide until michaelmas and found none adventure that pleased him so on a day it befell gawaine met with sir ector de maris and either made great joy of other that it were marvel to tell and so they told everych other and complained them greatly that they could find none adventure truly said sir gawaine unto sir ector i am nigh weary of this quest and loath i am to follow further in strange countries one thing marvelled me said sir ector i have met with twenty knights fellow of mine and all they complain as i do i have marvelled said sir gawaine where that sir launcelot your brother is truly said sir ector i cannot hear of him nor of sir galahad percivale nor sir bors let them be said sir gawaine for they four have no peers and if one thing were not in sir launcelot he had no fellow of none earthly man but he is as we be but if he took more pain upon him but an these four be met together they will be loath that any man meet with them for an they fail of the sangreal it is in waste of all the remnant to recover it thus ector and gawaine rode more than eight days and on a saturday they found an old chapel the which was wasted that there seemed no man thither repaired and there they alighted and set their spears at the door and in they entered into the chapel and there made their orisons a great while, and set them down in the sieges of the chapel. And as they spake of one thing and other, for heaviness they fell asleep, and there befell them both marvellous adventures. Sir Gawaine him seemed he came into a meadow full of herbs and flowers, and there he saw a rack of bulls, an hundred and fifty, that were proud and black, save three of them were all white and one had a black spot and the other two were so fair and so white that they might be no whiter and these three bulls which were so fair were tied with two strong cords and the remnant of the bulls said among them go we hence to seek better pasture and so some went and some came again but they were so lean that they might not stand upright and of the bulls that were so white that one came again and no more but when this white bull was come again among these other there rose up a great cry for lack of wind that failed them and so they departed one here and another there this advision befell gawaine that night chapter two but to hector de marit fell another vision the contrary for it seemed him that his brother sir launcelot and he alighted out of a chair and leapt upon two horses and the one said to the other go we seek that we shall not find 
and him thought that a man beat Sir Launcelot, and despoiled him, and clothed him in another array, the which was all full of knots, and set him upon an ass, and so he rode till he came to the fairest well that ever he saw, and Sir Launcelot alighted, and would have drunk of that well, and when he stooped to drink of the water, the water sank from him, and when Sir Launcelot saw that, he turned and went thither as the head came from, and in the meanwhile he trowed that himself, and Sir Ector rode till that they came to a rich man's house where there was a wedding, and there he saw a king, the which said, Sir Knight, here is no place for you, and then he turned again unto the chair that he came from. Thus within a while both Gawain and Ector awaked, and either told other of their advision, the which marvelled them greatly. Truly, said Ector, I shall never be merry till I hear tidings of my brother Launcelot. Now as they sat thus talking, they saw an hand showing unto the elbow, and was covered with red samit, and upon that hung a bridle not right rich, and held within the fist a great candle, which burned right clear, and so passed afore them, and entered into the chapel, and then vanished away, and they wist not where. And anon came down a voice which said, Knights of full evil faith and of poor belief, these two things have failed you, and therefore ye may not come to the adventures of the Sangreal. Then first spake Gawain, and said, Ector, have ye heard these words? Yes, truly, said Sir Ector. I heard all. Now go we, said Sir Ector, unto some hermit that will tell us of our advision, for it seemeth me with labour all in vain. And so they departed, and rode into a valley, and there met with a squire which rode on an hackney, and they saluted him fair. Sir, said Gawain, can thou teach us to any hermit? Here is one in a little mountain, but it is so rough there may no horse go thither, and therefore ye must go upon foot. There shall ye find a poor house, and there is Nassian the hermit, which is the holiest man in this country. And so they departed either from other. And then in a valley they met with a knight all armed, which proffered them to joust as far as he saw them. In the name of God, said Sir Gawain, sith I departed from Camelot, there was none proffered me to joust but once. And now, said Sir Ector, let me joust with him. Nay, said Gawain, ye shall not, but if I be beat, it shall not forethink me then, if ye go after me. And then either embraced other to joust, and came together as fast as their horses might run, and brassed their shields and the mails, and the one more than the other, and Gawain was wounded in the left side, but the other knight was smitten through the breast, and the spear came out on the other side, and so they fell both out of their saddles, and in the falling they brake both their spears. Anon Gawain arose, and set his hand to his sword, and cast his shield afore him. But all for naught was it, for the knight had no power to arise against him. Then said Gawain, 
ye must yield you as an overcome man or else i may slay you ah sir knight said he i am but dead for god's sake and for your gentleness lead me here unto an abbey that i may receive my creator sir said gawain i know no house of religion hereby sir said the knight set me on an horse to for you and i shall teach you gawain set him up in the saddle and he leapt up behind him for to sustain him and so came to an abbey where they were well received and anon he was unarmed and received his creator then he prayed gawain to draw out the truncheon of the spear out of his body then gawain asked him what he was that knew him not i am said he of king arthur's court and was a fellow of the round table and we were brethren sworn together and now sir gawain thou hast slain me and my name is uvain les avoutres that sometime was son unto king uriens and was in the quest of the sangreal and now forgive it thee god for it shall ever be said that the one sworn brother hath slain the other chapter three alas said gawain that ever this misadventure is befallen me no force said uvain sith i shall die this death of a much more worshipfuller man's hand might i not die but when ye come to the court recommend me unto my lord king arthur and all those that be left alive and for all brotherhood think on me then began gawain to weep and hector also and then uwain himself and sir gawain drew out the truncheon of the spear and anon departed the soul from the body then sir gawain and sir hector buried him as men ought to bury a king's son and made right upon his name and by whom he was slain then departed gawain and hector as heavy as they might for their misadventure and so rode till that they came to the rough mountain and there they tied their horses and went on foot to the hermitage and when they were come up they saw a poor house and beside the chapel a little courtelage where nasian the hermit gathered watch as he which had tasted none other meat of a great while and when he saw the errant knights he came toward them and saluted them and they him again fair lords said he what adventure brought you hither sir said gawain to speak with you for to be confessed sir said the hermit i am ready then they told him so much that he wist well what they were and then he thought to counsel them if he might then began gawain first and told him of his advision that he had had in the chapel and hector told him all as is afore rehearsed sir said the hermit unto sir gawain the fair meadow and the rack therein ought to be understood the round table and by the meadow ought to be understood humility and patience those be the things which be always green and quick 
for men may no time overcome humility and patience. Therefore was the round table founded, and the chivalry hath been at all times so by the fraternity, which was there that she might not be overcome. For men said she was founded in patience and in humility. At the rack ate an hundred and fifty bulls, but they ate not in the meadow, for their hearts should be set in humility and patience, and the bulls were proud and black save only three. By the bulls is to understand that a fellowship of the round table, which for their sin and their wickedness be black, Blackness is to say without good or virtuous works, and the three bulls which were white save only one that was spotted, the two white betoken Sir Galahad and Sir Percivale, for they be maidens clean and without spot, and the third that had a spot signifieth Sir Bors de Ganis, which trespassed but once in his virginity, but sithen he kept himself so well in chastity that all is forgiven him and his misdeeds. And why those three were tied by the necks, they be three knights in virginity and chastity, and there is no pride smitten in them. And the black bulls which said, Go we hence, they were those which at Pentecost at the high feast took upon them to go in the quest of the sangreal without confession they might not enter in the meadow of humility and patience and therefore they returned into waste countries that signifieth death for there shall die many of them every of them shall slay other for sin and they that shall escape shall be so lean that it shall be marvel to see them and of the three bulls without spot, the one shall come again, and the other two never. Chapter 4 Then spake Nassian unto Hector, Sooth it is that Launcelot and ye came down of one chair. The chair betokeneth mastership and lordship, which ye came down from. But ye two knights, said the hermit, ye go to seek that ye shall never find. That is the sangreal, for it is the secret thing of our Lord Jesus Christ. What is to mean that Sir Launcelot fell down of his horse? He hath left pride and taken him to humility, for he hath cried mercy loud for his sin, and sore repented him. And our Lord hath closed him in his clothing which is full of knots that is the hair that he weareth daily and the ass that he rode upon is a beast of humility for god would not ride upon no steed nor upon no palfrey so in ensample that an ass betokeneth meekness that thou sawst sir launcelot ride on in thy sleep and the well whereas the water sank from him when he should have taken thereof, and when he saw he might not have it, he returned thither from whence he came, for the well betokeneth the high grace of God, 
the more men desire it to take it, the more shall be their desire. So when he came nigh the Sangreal, he meeked him that he held him not a man worthy to be so nigh the holy vessel, for he had been so defouled in deadly sin by the space of many years. Yet, when he kneeled to drink of the well, there he saw great providence of the Sangreal, and for he had served so long the devil, he shall have vengeance four and twenty days long, for that he hath been the devil's servant four and twenty years. And then soon after he shall return unto Camelot out of this country, and he shall say a part of such things as he hath found. Now will I tell you what betokeneth the hand with the candle and the bridle. That is to understand the Holy Ghost, where charity is ever, and the bridle signifieth abstinence. For when she is bridled in Christian man's heart, she holdeth him so short that he falleth not in deadly sin. And the candle which sheweth clearness and sight signifieth the right way of Jesu Christ. And when he went and said, Knights of poor faith and of wicked belief, these three things failed, charity, abstinence, and truth. Therefore ye may not attain that high adventure of the Sangreal. Chapter 5 Certes, said Gawain, soothly have ye said, and I see it openly. Now I pray you, good man and holy father, tell me why we met not with so many adventures as we were wont to do, and commonly have the better. I shall tell you gladly, said the good man. The adventure of the Sangreal, which ye and many other have to undertaken the quest of it, and find it not, the cause is, for it appeareth not to sinners. Wherefore marvel not, though ye failed thereof, and many other, for ye be an untrue knight and a great murderer, and to good men signifieth other things than murder. For I dare say, as sinful as Sir Launcelot hath been, since that he went into the quest of the Sangreal, he slew never man, nor not shall till that he come unto Camelot again, for he hath taken upon him for to forsake sin, and near that he is not stable, but by his thought he is likely to turn again. He should be next to enchieve it save Galahad, his son, but God knoweth his thought and his unstableness, and yet shall he die right and holy man and no doubt he hath no fellow of no earthly sinful man. Sir, said Gawain, it seemeth me by your words, that for our sins it will not avail us to travel in this quest. Truly, said the good man, there be an hundred such as ye be that never shall prevail, but to have shame. And when they had heard these voices, they commended him unto God. Then the good man called Gawain, and said, It is long time past, since that ye were made knight, and never sithen thou servedest thy maker, 
and now thou art so old a tree that in thee is neither life nor fruit wherefore bethink thee that thou yield to our lord the bare rind sith the find hath the leaves and the fruit sir said gawaine an i had leisure i would speak with you but my fellow here sir ector is gone and abideth me yonder beneath the hill well said the good man thou were better to be counselled then departed gawaine and came to ector and so took their horses and rode till they came to a forester's house which harboured them right well and on the morn they departed from their host and rode along or they could find any adventure chapter six when bors was departed from camelot he met with a religious man riding on an ass and sir bors saluted him and on the good man knew him that he was one of the knights errant that was in the quest of the sangreal what are ye said the good man sir said he i am a knight that fain would be counselled in the quest of the sangreal for he shall have much earthly worship that may bring it to an end certes said the good man that is sooth for he shall have been the best knight of the world and the fairest of all the fellowship but wit you well there shall none attain it but by clearness that is pure confession so rode they together till they came to an hermitage and there he prayed bors to dwell all that night with him and so he alighted and put away his armour and prayed him that he might be confessed and so they went into the chapel and there he was clean confessed and they ate bread and drank water together now said the good man i pray thee that thou eat none other till that thou sit at the table where the sangreal shall be sir said he i agree me thereto but how wit ye that i shall sit there yes said the good man that know i but there shall be put few of your fellows with you all is welcome said sir bors that god sendeth me also said the good man instead of a shirt and in sign of chastisement ye shall wear a garment therefore i pray you do off all your clothes and your shirt and so he did and then he took him a scarlet coat so that should be instead of his shirt till he had fulfilled his quest of the sangreal and the good man found in him so marvellous a life and so stable that he marvelled and felt that he was never corrupt in fleshly lusts but in one time that he begat elian le blanc then he armed him and took his leave and so departed and so a little from thence he looked up into a tree and there he saw a passing great bird upon an old tree and it was passing dry without leaves and the bird sat above and had birds the which were dead for hunger so smote he himself with his beak the which was great and sharp and so the great bird bled till that he died among his birds and the young birds took the life by the blood of the great bird when bors saw this he wist well it was a great tokening 
for when he saw the great bird arose not, then he took his horse and yede his way. So by evensong, by adventure, he came to a strong tower and a high, and there was he lodged gladly. End of Book 16, Chapters 1 to 6 Read by Lars Rolander